Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. Teaching you the systems to get what we got. Clinton Dixon's on the hooks. I break down the books. Z's bringing some wisdom and the good looks. As the father of five, that's why I'm alive. So if you see my wife and kids, please tell them hi. It's the C and Z up on your radio. And now three, two, one, here we go. We started from the bottom, now we Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And on today's show, we have a, a uh, really special opportunity for you to meet a good friend of mine. Uh, you see, the year was 1999, and uh, my wife uh, was a cheerleader at Oral Roberts University. And her coach and sponsor, uh, her name was Julie Fisher. And uh, my wife was going to college at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She was a cheerleader and a coach. My wife helped coach and cheer, and a very talented cheerleader, very very skilled. And uh, Julie said, as one of the as one of the, as one of the top sponsors, she said, "Could you watch my house? We're going on vacation." And so I, you know, was dating Vanessa at the time, and I swung by the house after the Fishers returned home, and I thought, "Wow, this house is massive." Now, mind you, I never grew up in a home with granite countertops. I had never seen hand-scraped wood floors. I had never been into a neighborhood with a gate. I had never been into a neighborhood with a gate. So I get the gate code. I type it in, boop, 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 and it opens, and I drive in. I'm going, oh, my gosh, these houses are massive. What in the world? I wonder if the people who live here must be rich. And Terry was the guy who owned the house, who built the businesses that allowed he and his wife to achieve time freedom and financial freedom. Terry Fisher is the co-founder of Trinity Chemical. And Trinity Chemical Industries was founded in 1985 by Terry and his partner with the purpose of identifying and meeting the needs of various bulk liquid shippers utilizing rail equipment. The railroads were really in the early stages of deregulation, and they were fighting to keep their market share of transported chemicals. Um, long story short, they started out in a 10 by 10 office cold calling businesses to earn their businesses. Companies like Exxon, just big oil and gas companies, big chemical companies. And they, for three consecutive years of cold calling, they found no water in the well. And then upon three years, they started landing some deals and uh, the rest is history. It's Trini Trinity Chemical. So we had a workshop this past month here at our beautiful uh, Thrive Time Show World Headquarters in beautiful Jinx America on the left coast of uh, the beautiful Arkansas River, where the water is sometimes in the river. And so we had this, this the, the workshop, and you know you're greeting people. I'm shaking hands, and I look over here. Somebody's from Guam over here. Somebody's from Florida. Somebody's from Canada. The poor guy from Canada, his flight got delayed, so he drove here. True story. So uh, we had a guy from California, guys from Las Vegas. Uh, we've had people from uh, Australia. We've had people from all over the place attend. And guess who's attending? My mentor, my friend, my the guy who mentored me at age 18 and taught me how the world works. The guy who I called when I found out my son was blind. The guy who's, he's like a Yoda. He and I stay in touch with him, but I mean, yeah, I, what's he doing attending my workshop? So I got nervous, like really. Nervous. I'm always nervous anyway, but I got really nervous. And then I asked Terry on Saturday if he'd be willing to come up and share his story. And so now, without any further ado, 
Terry Fisher, the co-founder of Trinity Chemical Industries, is going to share with you uh, some mentor moments, some mentor magic, the kinds of things you can get at our workshops and the kinds of things that you can only get through the power of a mentor or a business coach. Because over time, you will become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Again, you will become the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Uh, to quote Tim Ferriss, the best-selling author of the four-hour work week, or the four-hour work week, you are the average of the five people you associate with the most. That's Tim Ferriss. You might say, "Well, I don't like Tim Ferriss." You know, I don't, I don't agree with Tim Ferriss. I'm not a big Tim Ferriss guy. I don't like him. I frankly prefer the Thrive Time Show podcast. Okay, fine. But Proverbs thirteen twenty. Oh, now you're just using the Bible against us. Well, Proverbs thirteen twenty states, "Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools." suffers harm. Walk with the wise and become wise, for the companion of fools suffers harm. What does that mean? It means that Tim Ferriss is just paraphrasing what's in the Bible. It's a proven concept. If you hang around with morons, you're going to become a moron. Uh, The people around you uh, begin to set your expectations. They begin to define your normal. And so now without any further ado, uh, my interview live from the workshop with uh, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Terry Fisher. If you don't know who Ch- Terry Fisher is, check out his website. Uh, it's tcixrail.com, tcixrail.com. And before the haters begin to ask, no, his website is not optimized. Why? Because he has thousands of customers and he gets them in a very different way than search engine marketing. It's very business-to-business relationship-driven. He's been around since 1985. The year that Marty McFly went back in time. Remember that? So, without any further ado, here we go. Our interview with Terry Fisher from the Thrive Time Show Workshop. I remember it, yeah, like it was yesterday. Hit the button, gate opens. I drive. All the houses are nice. People are mowing their lawns. There's no refrigerators on the lawns. There's no buses. There's no rednecks. Nice home. Nice wife. Upon further review, nice daughters. Nice guy. Uh, over time, as I was dealing with life, I'd call Terry up. We did, you know, probably half dozen lunches. And each time, I would leave with a notebook filled with information about how to be a better dad and how to be a better uh, husband. And I only came for business questions. And I got the business questions answered real fast, but the, the, the dad and the husband questions were the ones that changed my life. Like, it was absolutely. And so I did not know you were going to be here. And so I see your daughter and you, and I'm going, Santa's here. So I wanted you to meet Santa. So without any further ado, let's put our hands together for Mr. Terry Fisher here. Yeah. All right. So, Terry, we're talking about building processes and systems. And can you kind of explain to everybody what your company, Trinity Chemical, does and Chuck, make sure his mic's nice and hot. Yeah, uh, our n- the name of the company is Trinity Chemical Industries, but contrary to the way it sounds, we don't sell chemicals. A lot of confusion in that, but sometimes it works to our advantage. But we used to be in the business of moving a lot of chemicals, so we were in the logistics business, and so thus the chemical name developed. But we're in the process of changing that a little bit, but really what we do is we move stuff for other people with our rail cars. So we have a large fleet of rail cars that travel all over the country, 
travel in Canada, they travel in Mexico, they're going everywhere all the time. They rarely come to Tulsa. I rarely see them. They're everywhere. And I, and I uh, quick uh, thing, uh, it, you just, if you eat that mic, it'll be good for America. Sorry. Just eat the, it. There we just, go. Oh, yeah. There yeah, that's hot mic, hot mic. Okay, so, so I now, rarely see those rail cars. There we go. Now, you have um, thousands of cars. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. But can we talk about what does one car cost? Uh, that depends. Well, yeah, it's that's a like, cheap car. It's kind of like the wedding question, you know? A cheap uh, car. What's a cheap car cost to buy? Less, the less I've ever paid for a car might be $8,000. Okay, and you have thousands of cars, but railroad cars. Most I've paid for the car is way more than that. But you have thousands. Way too much. All I'm saying, I'm just giving you some context about the, you can look up Trinity Chemical, okay? So you can look it up there. It's online. You can find them. Um, and so I want to talk about systems and processes because Marshall coaches people all the time. And the people who are coaching want to be like you someday. And uh, you're a humble guy, but we'd all like to have thousands of some things and systems and Great wife and great daughters and, and great hair. I mean, what? wow. Wow. So we want to do it. So talk to me. What's the hardest part about building systems? What's the hardest part about sitting down? So when you started Trinity, how did you start? And then how did you build systems? Okay. Uh, I have to go back to a little bit on how we started. We literally had nothing. We really bootstrapped it from the beginning. So I can really identify with the startup guys because we had zero. For three years, we were in a 10 by 10 room. My partner and I were, if we both leaned back, at the same time we'd bump heads. We had two phones, we <laughs> bought at Sam's, one filing cabinet, we didn't have a fax machine, we had nothing. But we were literally selling air. We had nothing to sell, nothing. But we acted like we did. So the phrase about act big before you're big, that's what we did. And literally people would come and say, well, we're gonna be in your town, so we thought we'd come by and see you, and we're like, crap, they're gonna come by. <laughs> you know, so we, they would show up at our door, and they would like open the door, and they, they couldn't get in. They were, we're like, uh, yeah. We'd stand up and meet in the hallway or something. It was really ridiculous. But the, the part that was fun about it was we persevered, and we persevered, and we persevered, and we made the calls like they're saying, how many times did you call? We had call lists, and we would call, and we would call, and we'd go, how many times did you call? I called him yesterday. Did you call him this morning? Yes. Did you call him this afternoon? Yeah. Did you send him an email? Yes. Okay. And literally, you just have to keep calling and keep calling and keep calling. And finally, you get to the right person. But through all of that, the honesty about it was, I remember we made a pitch to a big chemical company, and uh, we made our pitch. We wanted a five-year contract. And so he said, well, time out. First of all, we're not going to give you a five-year contract. That's off the table. Okay. And we had our contract, and we pitched it to him, and we had our contract, and he said, and this right here, we'll just push that aside. We're never going to use your contract. Okay. If we do business, we'll use our contract. And on top of that, if you screw up, no matter what's on that page, we will get out of it. We're bigger than you are, and we will run you out of the business. We're like, oh, this is not going good. So <laughs> then he says, finally, but I kind of like the pitch you gave. You kind of sound like you know what you're doing. I'm going to give you a shot. Here's the way it's going to work. Give you a one-year deal. You want five, we give you a one-year deal. But that's only conditional that you do what you say. So if you screw up, we're going to get out of the deal. So here's the two deals. We're going to give you a one-year shot, do your deal, be honest, perform, and we'll keep doing business. If you keep doing business, it'll probably keep going. So we said, well, that's okay. We'll, we'll take that. Yeah, perfect. 
He said, one last question. How big is your company? You sound like you know what you're doing, but just how big is your company? We went, shoot. <laughs> shoot. <laughs> shoot. Well, Busted. We, we looked at each other and we went, you're really looking at it. He said, I kind of thought so. But I really wanted to hear you say that. Glad you owned up to it. We got a deal. Now, that company, Exxon. Today, 35 years later, we're still doing business with Exxon. And we have lots of cars with them. And they're running all over the country. So I just want to say that whenever the small deals that you're working on and, you know, honesty, you know, just being who you are, persevering, make your pitch, don't be afraid. It works out. So it's like thirty six months though, three years. You're in a ten by ten office, just grinding. Yep. And we wrote here on the on the uh, Boom Book on page one fifty three. He's the personification of these principles. I wrote here: once you have built repeatable and profitable systems, you'll discover that you have built a time freedom and financial freedom, creating business that serves you, not an overwhelming job. This is the part that I'm working through. You could coach me now, coach all of us here. Um, we, work, we work so hard in our businesses, and I think a lot of times if we're not careful, the business becomes us. Yep. We are the business, and all we care about is the business. The business does not exist to serve us. We exist to serve the business. All we do is the business. The business is what we do. It's all we think about, and if we have t any time left at all, we think about family. But you think about family first, which completely blew my mind that a guy could be super successful financially, and also put the family first. Please explain how systems have allowed you to create the, the time freedom that you now enjoy. Learn how to create time freedom and financial freedom from Terry Fisher with Trinity Chemical when we return. But first, go to theclassicclean.com for all of your Tulsa janitorial needs. Go to theclassicclean.com for all of your Tulsa janitorial needs. Get ready to enter the Thrive Time Show. the systems to give what we got Colin Dixon's on the hooks I break down the books Z's bringing some wisdom and the good looks as the father of five that's why I'm a dive so if you see my wife and kids please tell them hi it's a CNC up on your radio and now three two one here we go Oh, Thrive Nation, note to self and note to you. In your studio, you never want to let your cats loose in the ceiling of your studio because my cats climbed into the ceiling of my studio, and I have framed pictures on my ceiling uh, because I have psychological problems, and I have to surround myself with positive thoughts at all times. And so my wife and I had a photo of us from when we were uh, young whippersnappers. We'd probably be circa 2006, 2007, and uh, much to my uh, surprise, much to my amazement, uh, the cats uh, knocked down one of the framed images from the ceiling, thus creating breakage. And now in the background, you're hearing us sweep up the remains of the glass. But we move on. We move on. We put, we put, the, we put the framed image back up in the ceiling. We've recovered. Emotionally, I've recovered. I'm not upset about it. Worst case scenario, I've got to go buy another framed item, which gives me yet another chance to go to Hobby Lobby, which is my favorite place to go anyway, outside of Atwoods and Guitar Center, which is pretty much where all my stories take place. All my stories are this just in, Dateline, Guitar Center. This just in, Dateline, from Hobby Lobby. 
The other day, I was at Atwood's and... So, uh, again, just a, a just a quick reminder. Maybe you want to get a tattoo of that or put it on a T-shirt. But uh, if you have a underground walkout basement studio, don't let the cats roam free or they will break your glass. That's, uh, that's my notable quotable for the day. But today we're talking about the power of mentors and finding a business mentor. How do you find a business mentor? Well, at our, at our last conference, a guy who mentored me showed up at the workshop. I didn't know he was coming. I didn't know he was going to attend. Blew my mind. I mean, here's this guy who my wife was in college cheering at Oral Roberts University, and his wife was one of the sponsors, and she was heavily involved in the program. She asks my wife to house sit for her. Next thing you know, I'm meeting Terry Fisher, Terry Fisher, the, the co-founder of Trinity Chemical, and this guy had had so much success. He had a gate. What? He lives in a gated neighborhood. He hit the button, you know, boop, 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 boop. Door opens. Everyone has a lawn that's mowed. People had pools in the backyard, granite countertops, wood floors. What? I had never seen these accoutrements. I had never seen the decor, and I wanted to know more. And thankfully, Terry Fisher agreed to take me out to lunch and to uh, take me to the proverbial woodshed and to teach me how life works. And so without any further ado, uh, a little bit of an impromptu interview with Terry Fisher. He showed up at the conference, and so I thought to myself, Self, uh, do you want to ruin the conference? No, I don't. Okay, you should probably interview the smartest man in the room. And so we got Terry Fisher on the mic at the Thrive Time Show conference explaining how he and his partner, went from a 10 by 10 office space where they made three years of consecutive outbound cold calls with no success and turned it into a multi-million dollar company known today as Trinity Chemical. We'll put a link to the website on the show notes, but you can check them out online at tcixrail.com. Stay tuned. Well, you, you well, first of all, in my, my, the way our system works is... Um, I'm going to back up just one quick thing before we get one of my mentors early on when he was coaching us about being confident about what we were doing. And I was working for him at the time, and we would go to make our pitch, and then he would say to us when we came out of the meeting, and I'd say, John, we we can't do that. You you committed us. We don't even know what to do. And he goes, I know, but they don't know that. We can do this. We'll figure it out. I'm like, oh, okay. Perfect. I learned how to sell things that I didn't know really what I was doing, but I, the optimism and the confidence that you will learn it and you'll figure it out. The only thing I coach our people on is this, in our system is, the only thing I can't fix is inaction. You have to do something. You know, you, you know, if you make a mistake, we'll fix it. But do the action. You have to take the steps. And, that, and accountability in the system that we have, the follow-up, it's a lot of people don't like that, but you say, you know, close the loop. I love that about when, uh, Clay when he's saying, if you call me, you know, hey, it's like a dog with a bone. I will, you know, I will eventually reach you. I had a friend of mine who worked with you for years. This is funny. He just started working for you, and he goes, these guys, like, micromanage me. They follow up on me every day about my calls, like, every, every day. And I said, really? We're meeting for lunch. And he says, every day day. I said, every day? Because I'm an, uh, an owner and he's an employee. We're the same age. We went to college together. And I just thought this was a fun conversation. So I just wanted to get his perspective. I'm like, how does it make you feel? It's like, 
like an animal. He follows up every day. He's, and then been there probably six months or a year. I said, how's it going? He said, oh, man, we're having a lot of success. I said, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm basically doing the same thing every day. But it's that consistency, that, that follow-up, that, that culture. So once you have the system, you followed up every day. And the guy every ended day. up liking the system and stayed with you for years and bragged about it. Yeah. But it, at first, he wasn't used to that follow-up. Yeah. You know, so what would be a system right now where you follow up on every day, where it just has to be right, and it's a because you have thousands of cars. How do you keep track of the cars? What kind of systems have you built? Well, the two things that are critical about our cars is, if if I put myself in the customer's position, they want to know also where their equipment is all the time because that's their product in the car, and it's we are more concerned about the car is moving efficiently through the system, but. It's that system part of it. We recognize and know where the cars are because we're built into, and most people don't realize this, but it's the national defense systems that every rail car moving in the United States and Canada and Mexico is built into the national defense system. So, but I can, and I can look at that system and see where my cars are on a real-time basis all the time, every day. So if something happens, an emergency happens in the world or a Twin Towers comes down, immediately all the rail cars that are carrying dangerous products in the world stop. Immediately, no matter where they are. Marshall, talk to me. Yeah. Uh, you have an Elon Musk quote. So I want to get Terry's take on this. Yeah. About uh, read, 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 read the Musk quote here. Too. Okay. It says, excessive use of made-up acronyms is a significant impediment to communication and keeping communication good as we grow is incredibly important. Individually, a few acronyms here and there may not seem so bad, but if a thousand people are making these up, over time, the result will be a huge glossary that we will have to issue to new employees. No one can actually remember all of these acronyms, and people don't want to seem dumb in a meeting, so they just sit there in ignorance. So That's Elon right. Musk, they tried to send uh, the SpaceX rockets to space. Three times they blew up, and they found out that the cause of the blow-ups was acronyms. Yeah. People literally thought someone meant something else, and they made it wrong, and it blew up. So Elon Musk began firing anybody who used acronyms because no one knows what things mean. Small business owners are notorious for saving stuff on their desktop and can't find the passwords. Anybody here can't find your passwords? Well, what's terrible is if, you don't, if you're not detailed about how you save things and you don't insist on everyone doing it the same way, you end up being called all the time because no one knows what's going on. Thrive Nation, when we return, more mentor moments from Terry the Legendary Fisher. That's Terry the Legendary Fisher. But between now and when you come back from the break, I encourage you to go to onyximaging.com. That's onyximaging.com, where you can save both time and money on your office and printer supplies. Save both time and money, what? On your office supplies. Save time and money on your office supplies. Onyximaging.com. Stay tuned. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at drivetimeshow.com. Nation. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And uh, for those of you who attended our past workshop that we just had in June, it was stellar. We had Canada represented. We had Minnesota represented. We had Florida represented. We had California represented. We had Texas, New York. We had Missouri. 
Uh, all you're doing is listing off states. No, there's South Dakota. We had Minot, South Dakota. Minot, M-I-N-O-T. And we had Tulsa, Oklahoma represented. We had a, a guy that showed up who impacted my life tremendously as a mentor. And I think a lot of the people that I've met at workshops say, I'm just trying to find a good business mentor. And here's the problem. If you worked your entire life to create time freedom and financial freedom, would you want to spend your day arguing with somebody about how they should run their business? You probably wouldn't. And so at the conference, Terry Fisher showed up. And when he showed up, we didn't expect him to be there. And so I recorded him at the conference, and we are going to be breaking down his his audio here so that you, the Thrive Nation, can benefit from it. But he, but he showed up at the conference, and I thought, well, if Terry Fisher's at the conference, the smartest man at the conference must speak. And so I got him up on the mic. And so Terry Fisher, the founder of Trinity Chemical, uh, got up there and spoke and shared with us how he went from a 10 by 10 office space he was leasing, and after three years of consecutive, non-fruitful cold calling, was able to turn it into a multi-million dollar business. But Vanessa, um, I met Terry as a result of your relationship with his daughter, yes. uh, Terry, and his wife, Julie. Hi. Could you kind of explain? Well, his daughter, Lindsay, yes. Or his correct. daughter, Lindsay. Yeah. and Sorry, his daughter, Lindsay, and his wife, Julie. Correct. Can you explain um, how uh, you got to meet Lindsay and, and Julie and kind of what Terry Fisher is all about? Well, I cheered at ORU with Lindsay Fisher, and I will tell you the impact peer-to-peer of interacting with her. I know you have said this. I said the number one thing I think you take away from each one of the Fisher children is how much they, they idolize and look up to and revere their father. And that is because that, that is no accident. That is because the things that he has done in his life. And, and I, I remember... I felt that way because here I am peer to peer with someone. And so I never have heard someone, one of my peers, talk about their dad in this this light. You know, she's like, when I marry someone, he's going to be like my dad. There's no one as good as my dad. And, and each of those children, they, they mean it. And I think you had the same takeaway. Right. Blew my mind. It blew my mind. And so I'm, I'm honored to uh, introduce you, Thrive Nation, to one of my mentors, uh, the great Terry Fisher, the co-founder of Trinity chemical, but really importantly, more and more importantly, the co-founder of a great family, a great father, a great American, and, a, and the kind of guy who would take time out of his schedule to mentor me for the low, low price of free. He wouldn't allow me to reciprocate, and Terry helped Vanessa and I tremendously, and so Terry Fisher, this one's for you. How do you keep your team with thousands of files all saving things the right way, labeling things the right way, following the right? How do you, how do you keep everybody doing that? We do have a contact management system, but also a, a, a database system so that all the customers are filed in, under a certain name the same way. So you can look up a customer, then you can look up the contracts, you can look, look up the different amendments, you can look up the riders, you can look up the equipment. So if you just click on the customer's name, immediately you get a ladder of what you want to find out about that customer. Who, who do, who's the contact? What's their telephone? What if I worked for you? Yeah. And not you guys. It's just me. Okay. I'm a dysfunctional man. I decide to work for you. I've got a degree, some background. I've somehow earned this job. And you notice that I am not saving files the right way. I show up to work on time. I smile. I'm kind. Yeah. I've brought you wonderful salads and gifts and Christmas cards. And I'm all those things, but I do not save files correctly. How, how do you deal with that? So it, it is a follow-up system so that there's, a, there's kind of a ladder of, of accountability so that, that there's three aspects to why our 
information is critical is number one is the what happens to the rail car who has it and why they have it so that database is built the product that's in their car how the car's outfitted uh, how long they're going to keep the car uh, the number of cars in the fleet, uh, what the product is, and the type of fittings it has on the car. Everything about the car is kept in this big database. So the person managing that account has to enter that data into the account, and then that keeps us accountable for if the car comes to the shop and gets repaired, because it's like an automobile. The more you run it, it gets repaired, and it has to stop and go and get fixed. So that happens all, all the time. I see a lot of people that struggle getting their teammates to do the system. That's true. So you, you have to go that? back and say, I looked at the cars, I looked at the file, it's not in there, you need to put it in there. Okay, I'm going to go in. Then I have to look at it again. But I do the same thing that you said earlier, is that if I expect my teammates to ask me the same questions, I'm just as accountable to them as I, they are to me. If they ask me to follow up, I'll be sure then follow up. And then I'll follow up. I, I call it being the loop closer. If some, if you text me, I'll text you back. If, if I ask you to do something, I'm going to come back to you and ask you if you did it, unless you call, text me and say, hey, that thing you asked me to do, I got it done. I think most business mm -hmm. owners that I've coached, and I would like to get Marshall your take on this, they themselves refuse to use their own system, but they're irritated that the employees won't do it. Like, they themselves will not do the database. They're like, well, I don't do the database. You guys do the database. I don't. I see that a lot, probably 95% of the time, with, a, with the owner themselves will not follow the script, but you should follow the script. And I know for you, you're, you're all about, I'm going to do it, so you're going to follow my yeah. example. Marshall, have you seen right. this phenomenon? Um, who here is the best salesperson currently at your company? The, you are the best salesperson. Like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Like like you hold that role. Yeah. So if you want to always be that person, the first key is to not create a script. Okay. But if at some point you want to grow beyond yourself having to do every single sale, okay, and close every single deal, then you're going to have to create a script. And the best way to show, hey, this is the system that works is record your own calls script your own calls and hold yourself accountable to using the script and if you can hold yourself accountable to using the script that you've created then you know that when you train somebody and hold them accountable to using it you know that it can work i have two final questions i want to ask terry because i want to get your take on this this is powerful the word integrity comes from the root word meaning integer which is a indivisible number okay you are captain integrity so it's without talking about integrity, you don't, you don't speak, you don't travel around speaking, you haven't written books called Integrity, the Terry Fisher way. I mean, you haven't written a book about how you grew up and here's how I do, you probably should though, but you haven't. But at the same time, you just exude that. Everyone I know who's worked with you has said, you know, if Terry says he'll do it, he'll do it. And I think a lot of people, I know me, I'd be guilty of this early on in my career, we're motivated, we're chasing a big dream, but we hit the snooze button. Yep. And I know the first couple years of my business, that was kind of the thing. Like, I want to do it, but I don't do it. And then I get all feeling like depressed because I don't do what I think. I, I like make a commitment to myself and I don't even honor my own commitments to myself. Yeah. How, were you, how, do you, how do you stay motivated? How do you, how do you stay motivated to, to do the right thing? Thrive Nation, when we return from the break, more mentor moments from Terry Fisher, the co-founder of Trinity chemical. It's amazing when you have a mentor in your life show up at a workshop and he's taking notes. So, Terry, I appreciate you. It meant the world to me to have you attend the workshop. And in Thrive Nation, on behalf of Dr. Z and myself, during the break, 
Go to hoodcpas.com. Just go to hoodc. Shouldn't they go to hoodcpas.com if you one time? Get, if you want to get your numbers in line, yeah. If you want to, you know, have someone that's going to be proactive, proactive, and and show you the way instead of trying to figure out what happened. Go to hoodcpas.com. Stay go. tuned. Three, two, one, boom! You are now entering the dojo of Mojo and the Thrive Time Show. Thrive Time Show on the microphone. What is this? Top of the iTunes charts in the category of business. Drilling down on business topics like we are a dentist. Providing you with mentorship like you are an apprentice. And we go so fast that you might get motion sickness. Grab a pen and pad to the lab. Let's get in this. Time to bear some fruit like some Florida oranges. Three, two, one. Here come the business ninjas. Sonic boom. Oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the conversation. Dr. Z, how are you, my friend? I am fantastic, as always. Well, Z, we have so many people today that we've, we've had attend our conferences who told me they were searching for the term finding a business mentor. They were searching into Google. You know, find a sure. business mentor. How do you yes. find one? And here's what I have found um, is that a lot of times the people, not a lot of times, I'd say all the time, the people who have the time freedom and financial freedom earned it. And therefore, they are very <laughs> particular with Stingy. how they spend their time, yes. Yes. not because they're bad people, but they've been through hell and back to get to where they are. And so at the conference, a guy, Terry Fisher, whose wife was the cheer sponsor at Oral Roberts University when my wife cheered there, Julie called, that's, that would be my wife's cheer sponsor at Oral Roberts University, Julie calls my wife when she's 18 and says, hey, could you house sit? Our house. So when they came back from town, the Fishers invited us over as a couple to meet them. And I pulled. Now, up. where were you in the stage of your relationship with Vanessa? I had just been dating Vanessa maybe three or four weeks. Oh, so you were. They came back from like Christmas break or something. Okay, okay. So and, you're still you're still not I, bona fide. And I show up at their house, and Vanessa Vanessa says there's a gate code. So I had a hand painted 1989 hatchback Ford Escort. Sexy. So I type in the gate code. Boop 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 boop. And I've never been to a house with a gate, ever. Blows my mind. Okay. We're driving by. See, all the, all the lawns are, are, are mowed. <laughs> That's amazing. See, there's curly Q, the curly Q bushes. You know, the bushes in the shape uh, of the curly. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, what do you call that move? Is, that, is, there, is there a name for that, the move? It's the curly Q okay. move. So then, and see, they had, they had front lawns <laughs> like your house. I used to remember, I would walk up to your house, and it was like there, was, there wasn't weeds. There weren't weeds. Yeah. See? Do you remember yeah. that? Oh, remember yeah. The, time yeah. I mean, I, I, the curly I cues, the whole, do you remember the, the whole thing? The, the gate? Whole, yes. So just... I, I'm like, what's going on? I walk in the house. This is the next level. He opens the door and they have vaulted ceilings. Oh, my. Hand scraped floors. Oh, my. See, no linoleum. None? None. It was, they had granite countertops. Oh, come on. No, and I, and see, I had never <laughs> seen that stuff. And my mind was blown. And I remember asking him a stupid question like, how did you, how did you build your house? Like something like that. Yeah. How did you? <laughs> and I remember he said this super graciously. I remember this. I remember this line. And Terry, I apologize if I'm butchering your phrase. But Terry says, uh, Clay, curiosity is the key to wealth. Why don't we do lunch sometime? Because I think it was like, that was probably the dumbest question I've ever heard in my life. But, but good start. Good, good start. You know, you at least asked a question. You were at least curious. It was a curious question. So we meet for lunch and he explains to me, Clay, um, you have to build wealth one step at a time. And my partner and I, we started in a 10 by 10 office, cold calling businesses to earn their business for three consecutive years before we landed our first big deals. And now today we have thousands of railroad cars and it's called Trinity Chemical. 
And I didn't know what to do, so I just looked at him and thought, this changes everything. But did he say cold call? Because I, with, with my DJ years? company, my sad, stupid DJ company, I never made call because I was overwhelmed by fear. So I want to get your take on two big learning opportunities here. Okay, here we go. One, how does somebody out there who's listening find a good mentor? How, how, do, how, do, they, how do they find a mentor? And how do we get over the fear of rejection, whether it's cold calling, finding a mentor, or whatever? Because I think so many two people get great, stuck on that fear area. Two Gosh. great questions. Well, thank you, Al Gore. You made finding a mentor much easier. This just in. Apparently, you can Google it, uh, find the Thrive Nation, right, and come to an in-person workshop. Thank you, Alvin. And start building, start building that. You know, if you uh, depend on your budget, you could do the online mentoring school, right. You could do one-on-one business coaching. By the way, the best value in the world: twenty bucks, nineteen bucks. Yeah, I mean, come on. And if you have no budget, you could just you know rip off the the podcast, podcast. for free, right? I think that's and you can tap into your and you can tap into your roommate's internet connection, right? Now, the other traditional way to do that is that in your community. There are some very successful people, or more successful than you. Can we call them goats? Yeah, let's call them goats. Greatest of all time. Greatest of all time. Nah. And you see them around town. You you can tell by the homes they live in, like you just you know pointed out. You Tip can tell by the one. cars they drive in. You can tell by just you know uh, the lifestyle they're leading. Right. Right. I've got a place at the lake and a big boat. Yeah, guy must right. be doing pretty good. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So you find some guys. Like that, and then you try to find your angle into him. See, your angle in was through your girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Who knew the wife. Right. And then you made the move. I made the move. You made the move. I made the move. You made the move. 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 I made the move. You made the move. Made you the say, move. hey. I knew a guy. You know, I, I knew I'm, a lady who knew a lady who knew I'm a guy. I'm curious, and I'm a business owner, and uh, how, how do you build a thing like this? And then he shows up at the workshop. <laughs> Boom. That's, that's really kind of cool. He showed, So I, I said, I thought to myself, I thought, you know, the smartest guy at the workshop is currently not mic'd. Maybe, Maybe I should, should see, see if he should go speak. Because I pulled yes. him aside, I said, "Terry, would you be happy having to talk?" He's like, "Well, I'm not a I just, speaker, I'm not a talker guy, but sure." So, without any further ado, our exclusive interview from the Thrive Time Show in-person workshop. Wait, time out, time out, time out. With Terry Fisher, but quick. Wait, you asked me a second question about the fear. You want to come back to the fear? Well, well, let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me let me hit a sound effect so it sounds less awkward. This just in. Back to part two of the question. Part two. Part two. Dose. Dose. For our Hispanic population. That's right. That's right. Yes, because we are bilingual and we are, you know, make sure that Tricoastal. we Tricoastal. Yes, there you go. Bilingual. Yes, of course. Multicultural. Now, how do you get over the fear? Mm, Oof. That's a tough one because sometimes in life, you just, I love that saying that Nike came out with, just do it. Right. You just have to do it. First of all, you have to practice, practice, practice. practice. Look at the mirror and practice, first of all. If you can't even look in the mirror and practice, you, you, we've, got to, we've got to step back, okay? Step then back. You, just record yourself. Just record yourself without even looking at yourself. And then eventually you can actually do the call pretending. You're, 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 you're pretending now. You could do the call in the mirror, okay? Yes. And then... Yes, is this Terry Fisher? Terry? Yes. No, that didn't sound good. Terry, is this Terry? No. No. Is this Terry? Is this, oh, someone, this, who, is this someone who knows Terry? This, who, who is this? Hey, Ter, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, Ter. No, let me try again. Who yeah. is? No. So, so then, now we're moving forward, right? I'm moving forward. Now we, we feel comfortable with her voice. We feel comfortable with, with saying the words in the correct order. Yes. We feel comfortable with looking in the mirror and doing it as if Terry we're doing it with somebody else. Terry and then we find someone who's friendly to us, maybe mm. a significant other, mm. uh, a small child. A significant brother. A significant brother. And then you role play with them the call, Okay. 
And you might have them be rude a few times. Oh, that don't see how that feels a little bit. You know, it's coming, but that's there okay. There we go. And then you maybe have them, you by know, buy, the way, buy, buy. If buy. you hire a PR firm, they have this thing called the rude interview where they actually practice asking you rude questions while cold, while role playing with you. That's actually what PR firms do. That's what they do. So now what you've done, you've, you've now you've done it uh, by yourself. You've done it in the mirror. You've done it with a friendly person. And now guess what? You're ready for the big leagues. You're ready for the big leagues. You're ready for the big leagues. So you know what we're going to have to do? When we come back from the break, we're going to queue up this audio, this exclusive interview with, with Terry Fisher. I can hardly wait. But I want to I want to get tap into your wisdom on one, one more question. Oh, gosh. Okay. So many people think, well, Terry Fisher couldn't possibly help me out. He's only a multi-million dollar, you know, he's only a multi-millionaire in the area of ha- hauling hazardous, you know, chemicals and, yeah. and cold coal. <laughs> he's only an expert in the areas of uh, trains and railroads. And But then if you ask Terry how he got the money to start, you would understand that he opened up a Christian bookstore across from Oral Roberts University. Good place, Because man. he was trying to date a Christian and he was not a Christian. Interesting. So, Z, can you learn? Can, isn't aren't most businesses more similar than they are different? I mean, so many people get hung up on that. Like, I'm looking for an expert of former Christian, not Christian, converted into a Christian railroad car company. Well, uh, if you look at some of my core businesses that I have now, one's an optometry clinic, pretty traditional optometry oh, clinic. Yeah. If you've been so into a doctor's office, it's pretty you know pretty standard, pretty classic. And then I have an auto auction. Which is a dealer's only auto auction. Totally the same. Both yep. involve vowels. Each yep. optometry, auto, Each have locations. both have locations. It's yes. Obviously know. the same business. And they have a diagnostic sleep center. Which is the same thing. They're all just businesses. They're all just, But you're right. They are more similar than they are different. And you have the same mindset, the same problem solving, the same same steps that you do to make them successful. And that's why when people come to our workshops. in-person workshops... We don't have to change for everybody's sake. All businesses are the same. All businesses are the same. They're the same. You just done the system and you dominate. Take pebble from hand the same. You go in business and you dominate. Yes. If your inner business is not the same, you better be a genius. <laughs> like Elon Musk. Yeah. Steve Jobs. It. Yeah. But even then, even then, Tesla, even then, Apple, even even all those have the core basics of of a business. The core, ba- the core basics. Of I mean, a the, I mean, he may be the first one that came out with the electric car and the and the quantity and the way he did it. But still, I mean, a car is a car. A car right? is a car. A car is a car. This just in from this, our home office. This just in. Now, let me tell you this, Thrive Nation. Also, a spine is a spine. A spine is a spine. Z, you want to put that on a shirt? When a spine's in line, it's divine. And when a spine is in line, it's divine. And I'll tell you, what, the best thing you could do, the thing you could do that would be the most kind to your body is to reach out to Sibley Chiropractic. That's drjohnsibley.com. That's drjohnsibley.com. Tulsa's number one chiropractor, the chiropractor of choice for the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Check him out today. That's jo- uh, drjohnsibley.com. That's drjohnsibley.com. Stay tuned. And now broadcasting live from the box that rocks, it's the Thrive Time Business Coach Radio Show. Top of high of learning and high of earning, taking you to the top like we're hiking Mount Vernon. We're changing the mindsets like we're incense burning, passing on the magic like our name was Irvin, serving up that knowledge like I was a servant. I cite what I say so you know I'm not a servant. The Thrive Time Show, bringing the heat while fervent, giving it to you straight in the world that's worth. Stacking the cash, making the dash, earning the plaques, bringing them back. Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts. Stacking the cash, making the dash, earning the plaques, bringing them back. Bring me the track so I can get up on the mic and speak the facts. 
Oh, Thrive Nation, you are in for an audio treat today. It's a festival of knowledge you can't get in college. It's that mentorship that's going to give you that mindset shift you need to get to where you want to go. Z, we're talking today about the power of mentorship. And we're going to go to live audio in just a moment with uh, from our conference where we had an opportunity to interview Terry Fisher, the, the co-founder of the multi-million dollar company, Trinity Chemical. But Z, I want to I tap into your wisdom and then we'll go into the audio here. Perfect, okay. Uh, Proverbs 13.20 reads... Well, I'm going to get my epic music going so I can read it better. Here that's, wow. That would be better. It would be much let me better. Let me try again. Time you. Ooh, that's al- that's already better. I feel better. Proverbs 13.20 reads... Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. You might think to yourself, I don't like that book. That's fine. I'm going to Tim Ferriss, author of the four hour work week. He writes, (laughs) You are the average of the five people you most associate with. Z, why do you like hanging out with successful guys? How does that impact your soul and your mind when you surround yourself with dudes who know what they're talking about? It rubs off on you. First of all, it's more fun. Uh. And, you know, you have guys that are lighter, like-minded, you know, people that are successful, and and it, it's just fun. I mean, they, they get you. You speak the same language. What you know? if you s- surround yourself with the, with, with, with the idiots? What if you hang around the morons? You lose the demand. What if you hang around the idiots? Well, I'll then you become the idiots. If you don't like my you saying, go- if you run with the dogs, you're going to get the... You get it the fleas. You get the fleas. And and that's one thing that, you know, we've, we've challenged Thrive Nation on several occasions to look at your your look at your five inner circle friends and connect those dots are you are you are any of them well, I- idiots we have an Is that o- a strong term we have an audio uh, clip idiot? from we had a caller <laughs> we had a caller that called in uh-huh. and it was probably 2 years to this date um he he pretty passionate chap he calls in and he I says think I remember this he says I am not going to surround myself with high quality people. I'm going to hang around whoever I happen to know I'm going to through prove you wrong. geographical circumstance, whoever I go to school with, whoever I'm in my whoever's in my family. I'm going to hang out with those people, and you'll 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 see. You. I'll become successful. I'm not going to change the five people I spend the spend the most time with. In your face. And then uh, he called in today to share with us what happened as really? a result of not making that change. Okay. So, Chubb, here's the audio. We, we, we had to cut him off. It got too toxic. Now, you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack. Squad! Whoa! Wow. Uh, so he's, he's a little what bit disgruntled there. He should have upgraded his social circles. Now, without any further ado, let's listen to a guy who's super wise, super kind, the co-founder of Trinity Chemical. That's Terry Fisher. Let's get richer with Terry Fisher. How do you how do you stay motivated? How do you how do you stay motivated to to do the right thing? If you look in. Uh, I, I'm a great believer in journaling, writing down, and, and to-do lists. And, but in my personal life, outside of my business, and this, you'll find this in almost everything I read, everything I'm taking notes on, there's a circle somewhere on the page where I have divided my life into circles. And, and when somebody, I meet somebody or I'm reading something, I'm finding out where does that fit in this circle. The circle. So this circle is sort of like the F6. And I... I'll, uh, my circle looks like this. If you put a, put a pie up there, draw a line through the half, 
and then actually there at the very top of this circle is the W. Now there, these are my letters that my life revolves around. There's a W at the top, an S at the bottom. Over on the left is an F, F, M, and P. So all the, those, those letters mean to me more than any, anybody else. But what it means is at the top of this W, mean, that stands for the word. And so for me, I used to have different letters, but I've, I kind of simplified it. So this W stands for the word, and that means my personal faith, my personal life, my personal relationship. My, that's me reading the Bible and saying, how does that apply to me? That S at the bottom stands for society, so social, friends, colleagues, strangers, however you want to word it, it's everybody outside my extended family. Church life, etc. F over here is family. F over here is finances. M is my mental life. P is my physical life. Every time I'm reading something, I figure out where does that fit in my life. So if you ask me different things about that, okay, what am I doing with my? I'm a continual learner. I read all the time. That's the that's the, my mental life. Physical life, I'm working out all the time. I have my own personal gym in my garage. It's kind of a joke in my family. So, but primarily. He's really, has, he has like old man strength, <laughs> which you're notorious for your, your strength. So don't arm, maybe Charles, you guys can arm wrestle later, but this is his, do you just go there to throw the weights around? Let no, I've, got the, I've got the weights, I've got the Peloton, I've got the rowing machine, it's, but it's my personal deal. <laughs> okay. uh, it, it, that's where I go and release and work out. So, but. The uh, number one thing in my life is my family. Outside of my faith, number one is my family. So I never in all my career put my work ahead of my family. So a lot of people work Saturdays, a lot of people work monster hours. I never did. Now, that may not fit with this crowd. I'm not a workaholic. I'll own up to that. But I am committed to what I say I'm going to do. So. Which is the same, you and Dr. Zellner are the same way. Because yep. when you were around Dr. Zellner, you would think he works all the time, but he works almost never. <laughs> like maybe four hours a week, five hours. He comes in the office to follow up and make sure that the things are happening. He has set meetings he's agreed to be at. But it's like because you guys put your family first, which is an interesting idea. Yeah. You built systems that can work without you, yeah. but because the family's first, you're always going, is this a scalable idea that could work without me doing it? Because yeah. if it's not, you don't want to do it. Yeah. Is that, is that helpful? Like that idea, is that, is that helping anybody? Like if, if there's an idea that could work, but it would involve you doing it, you won't do it because it would involve you doing it over and over. Well, I, we kind of have a, a thing in, in that I, I've kind of developed in my mindset, my, my partner and I. If you think that every, your success or your business Every decision has to revolve around you, and you have to be involved in absolutely everything, then you're the choke point. Because you cannot do everything, period. It will, you'll never grow beyond your limited little scope of your talent. You may be very, very talented, and some of you will go get to a certain, you're gonna to get to a certain point where you can't do it all, period. It just happens. 
So you have to learn how to delegate and you have to learn how to have a system. Because Terry's here, Santa is here, the circle. Um, <laughs> does anybody have any questions for Terry? Because he probably will never be at another conference again because he's not a paid speaker guy. But I, I, he's done it. He's doing it. He's, does anybody have any questions for him at all about systems, processes, or creating time freedom? Because he is here. Yes, ma'am. Yes. What kind of database do you use? A certain system or... Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to think of the system. I don't really look at, remember the name of it. We've had it for so long. Um, Real quick, this is what I'm talking about. Do you remember the system? Okay. Real quick, let I'm me stop. say this. This is, no, listen. Dr. Zellner, the other day we were talking to somebody and someone goes, hey, Z, what's your number one selling frame? And he goes, uh, I don't know. And they'll go, well, um, Who's your top sales rep? Really don't know. Like, well, what do you know? Is it like, well, ninety-nine dollars? Your first pair of glasses. You get that. <laughs> you go in, and we're gonna spend, you know, ten grand a month on ads. We got our three-legged marketing stool going on. We interview people every week. And furthermore, furthermore, he said, if I did have to know those numbers, I would need to fire somebody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, did, I would tell you one, a couple stories though that. I liked what using humor and, and then one about it dealing with a, a hard customer. I, I did have a sales guy that was late perennially all the time. Oh. So, but he was a really fun guy to, and he was a great guy to have around and, and we didn't fire him, but, and I probably should have. Man, he's a youth pastor today and, and that fits his role perfectly. But uh, <laughs> I got tired of him being late one day, so I, I, I finally was, okay, I want to use humor to diffuse this. So I, I said, uh, Matt, let me just talk to you for a minute about what it means to be on time. So I'm going to say, I'm going to be you for a little bit here. And so I'm going to go out and I'm going to come in. It's the start of the day and we're, we're just getting started. So here, here you come. And I, open, I go out to the door and I run into the room and I literally do the baseball slide. And I slide into my desk and I hit my stopwatch on my client. Made it at like 8.02 or something. You know, I'm like, Matt, that is not on time. You cannot do that every day. So if you do that tomorrow, you're going home. So we had to send Matt home a few times until he started picking it up. But I had to find a way to say, you can't slide in home base and then hit your stopwatch and then say, oh yeah, now I need to go to the restroom and I need to get my cup of coffee and I need to, you know, get, the, you know, and about an hour later you're going to work. That's not on time. Yeah. So I had to, so you have to find ways to jokingly motivate people and then sometimes you have to get mad and you have to do things and break things but <laughs> not very often see i want to get your take on this because terry was talking about managing people and uh there's just some people he was sharing about that you know, just getting them to show up to work on time can challenge you i mean it could just be a challenging thing just it could wear you out just certain people convincing them, coaching them, motivating them, trying to get your employees just to show up on time. Well, I mean, if you were a life coach, that sounds like a, you're, you know, you're right, signed up for what you're supposed to be doing, right? So I would ask you, uh, <laughs> because I think you and Terry share a very similar worldview on this, how long do you put up with the chronically late person? Or what do you do with a chronically late person, for all the listeners out there, who manage a team of people? Well, there's two, two things. One, you want to always replace them on your time. So that's a sidebar. It's a side note. So whenever you do decide that you have finally had enough. Finally had enough. And that's up to you. You know, sometimes, I'll be honest with you, Clay. Yeah. May I? 
Yeah. May I be honest? I, was we, nice, it, it was nice I, of you to ask. What I'd like to do is I'd like to just mentally like prepare myself music. for some... On, yeah, let's get some honest music. This way it gives you the opportunity to truly really share uh, with that honest, sincere tone. Here we go. Well, let me tell you a story. Yes. I had a young man that worked for me years ago. Mm. And when he was there, he outworked everybody two to one. Two he was a rock star. Star. But the dude... Was just always a little late. Now, why did I give him more grace? And why did I put up with his face a lot more than the other dude that was chronically late all the time, but didn't work when he was there? It's the whole sum that you look at. It's hard to break out just one aspect of the five. A's that I look for, but he's not a piece of pie. Attendance is just one. There's accuracy. We'll come back for the break. So he's going to break down his five A's. Oh, yeah. But first, <laughs> let's, all, let's all go to will-con.com. Oh, we all hold hands over If you need a new castle, if you're trying to add on to your building, trying to build a new building, if you're trying to build a brand new commercial building, starting with nothing but your bare hands, you're starting with the hands of a bear, and you want to hire someone to build your building, go to Williams Contracting. Check them out online at will-con.com. It's will-con.com. Don't be a communist. Go to will-con.com. Boom. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Oh, Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And for anybody who uh, is just tuning in to the podcast for the first time, let me let me say this, Z. Last Friday, we had a massive workshop at our beautiful Riverwalk location, and two unicorn events happened simultaneously. Z. Oh, my. And do you know what sound a unicorn makes? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, that's what's like a horse. Well, that's what... I, that's all I got. Okay, so, so here The we first go. one was obviously my flag suit. So, well, no, but that was in, uh, oh. maybe plan three. Plan, that was one of our fourth or fifth highlights. <laughs> One is we hit number one in the world on Woo! all categories with our Woo! podcast on iTunes. Number one in the world, which right there, that is <laughs> hysterical because I have no discernible talent. So that right there was great. Second is one of my uh, longtime mentors and friends, a guy, Terry Fisher, who really, really made a big impact in my life. A guy who's the co-founder of Trinity Chemical. He showed up at the workshop to attend. And it's crazy when like your mentors at a workshop taking notes. See, I got crazy nervous. It's been the first time in a long time <laughs> wow. where I was like I wish I was there to witness that. <gasps> he pulled it off. He yeah. didn't seem nervous. But I, I really I really was nervous. And so I thought to myself, I thought, you know, if we have a guy with that that kind of intelligence here, we should probably let him hop on the mic. And so I asked him to come up and he he talked a lot about how to grow a successful company, how to get over overcome your fear of cold calling. And he explained the story of how he and his partner grew a company from a 10 by 10 office space into a multi-million dollar company. And I want to get your take on this, Z, before we go back into the audio. Okay. Is there anything worse than somebody who wants to argue with a mentor? Somebody who wants a mentor and then reaches out to you 
and wants your feedback, but then says, yeah, yeah, but in my industry, it's different. It, you know, it's really bad because it kind of, <laughs> what happens is, is that you're hiring someone, you are appealing to someone, someone's giving their time, whether you're reimbursing them or not, maybe just buying them lunch, maybe they're doing it as a favor, I mean, however it sets up, all right? And now you've put them in the position of being someone that you want to listen to. Right. And that means keep your mouth shut. Why in the world are you so hard to get a hold of? Why are people who are successful, why do, they, why do they make themselves, I mean, you've worked your whole life to earn financial freedom and time freedom. Why do you value your time so much? Why not just make yourself infinitely available to anybody who wants to meet for lunch? You answered the question because I value my time. What? What? I know. It's, it seems it's, a little bit deep. I know when someone, it's, it's always kind of a game. When someone actually gets through the gatekeepers, and do that slide move. Yeah. And then they duck. Spin. And then they do that. They do that. Uh, you know, Mission like Impossible. The Mission Impossible. And they go up the building with nothing but suction cups. <laughs> Next thing you know, the wind, they find they jar the window open. They get in and they're sitting there in your office. And you're like, excuse me? We're like, <laughs> yeah, we, we, that's how we had an appointment. I mean, I'm here for our, you know, for our three o'clock. Oh, you know what I mean? It's, it's Corey, I want you to share yeah. with it because you're part of a group called Executive Experience. Is that right? Yes, I am. Can you tell the listeners what Executive Experiences is all about, your, your group here? Well, Executive Experiences is an opportunity for people to get to know one another much, much quicker. So, uh, you know, for example, if, if you were to go on an experience with someone, all of a sudden, and that experience was uh, something extreme, like if you were to go down a boat and these cart fly up in the air and you catch them in nets, all of a sudden you have this bond that is that is rather close and so you can take that and you only and you only go with business owners right we only business owners we need them to be at a certain level and when when you get around people who do this you get smarter because you learn from one another and guess guess what we have had so many people do business with each other um, we've all made a lot of money because biz people do business with people they like. Now, Corey, this is one thing I wanted to, to tee up. And by the way, that mic, if you, Chuck, can you angle his mic up just a little bit there? That way all the listeners get to just... There it is. Is that oh, better? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, wow. oh, man. There so, he is. So this is... This is oh, it's beautiful. So this is this is uh, uh, something. There's a guy in the in your executive experience group. I don't want you to... I won't mention his industry. Okay. We'll just make eye contact and you know who he is. Yes. He will not meet anybody ever. He and I are very similar. Okay, yes. and we'll just say that he is has a very successful company in Tulsa. Been around for a long time. He's built a big empire. Okay, yes. uh, can you talk to me or talk to the listeners out there? Can you share with us why or, or share with the listeners some of the common traits you because you, you're around so many successful people in your group executive experiences. Yes. Share some of the common traits of the, the personalities of the successful entrepreneurs. What are some of the common denominators? Because you're around these guys. You're, you're catching fish together. You're going to Chick-fil-A World Headquarters together. You're yes. hanging out together. What's, what are some of the common denominators of, of the kind of people that you'd want to have as a mentor? Um, it's, it's a lot about what you and, you and Z were talking about. It's just the protection of your time, but the being deliberate with the time that they have. And so it, I think that if you were to really base it down to this, Everyone has only so many hours in the day. It's just that some people get a lot more done than other people do. And of the people in executive experiences that are, you, you just know, they are crushing it. They are very deliberate with their time. Um, I think that they got there only because um, they went through the whole idea of going to lunch with everyone and being, you know, hey, can I pick your brain type of 
events. And they, they allowed themselves to go through that enough to where they realized, man, I can't ever get anything done because I'm trying to help everybody else out. So they got really deliberate with their time. They time-blacked their time, and they get a lot more done than most people do. Therefore, when we have an, a chance to interview a guy who has thousands of railroad cars, who has time freedom and financial freedom, who showed up at a workshop and he volunteered his time to speak at the workshop, Z, we should probably take note of it. Oh, yeah, we Ooh. should. And I kind of feel bad. You do feel bad? Well, we've done this on occasion where we leave a little hanger, a little, hanger. A little teaser. You're going to take notes. I mean, the no. five A's? Oh, did I do? Oh. oh. This, this just in. <laughs> Let me say this before and, you get and, into your five A's. Somebody right, somebody's been sitting in their car, needing to run in to go to the restroom in the truck stop. This is what these. But they wanted to catch the they wanted to catch the five A's and they're sitting there. Let me let me let me say and, this. And it's just been, and let, I'm let, sorry. Let me say this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is five A's that we're gonna go over in just a second. But I am the number one A, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I am the number one, because I totally skipped that segment. So I was going to say, Z's yeah. got the another number A for one you. A. But ironically, I'm on the B team. So yeah. back to you, sir. <laughs> or the C team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, break it down. Well, we were, we were talking earlier about something that our, our gentleman said in the conference. And it, it was dealt with how long do you put up with someone being chronically late? How long do you put up with a poor employee? Right. And so the, one of the answers was, well, you'll put up as long as you want to and that may change depending upon how good they are in the five a's in other words you might give a little bit more grace if someone is really good and the five breakdowns of what i say every great employee or every employee should be striving to and they are just real quickly attendance and that deals with being on time that deals with maybe staying a little bit late if you need to you know appearance i mean are they sharp they're high and tight you know for me does it look like they've slept on their scrubs for three days Ugh, I hate that. yeah I, mm, not good Ugh. accuracy when they're there are they killing it are they doing it right or do i have to have someone come back and follow up after them boo uh, boo boo above and beyond that's your rock star that's the guy that's just killing it you know you're going wow so he's a little late every now and then can you put up with it well that's up to you you know what i'm saying and then attitude you know, when a person has all five of those and they're rocking them out that's awesome now, you, you say, okay, they're only not doing one. Well, it depends on the one, how often they're doing it. So it's a balancing act. But you should always be always be looking for new employees, new great employees, and always have that philosophy, that mindset of, and I know this sounds crazy, pruning that worst employee. So there, we've, we've, well, we've kind of covered that. Well, we've covered the 5A. Stay tuned in our exclusive interview with Terry Fisher. Attend the world's best business workshop led by America's number one business coach for free by subscribing on iTunes and leaving us an objective review. Claim your tickets by emailing us proof that you did it and your contact information to info at thrivetimeshow.com. Oh, Thrive Nation, years ago, there was a man by the name of Terry Fisher who was married to an Oral Roberts University cheer sponsor by the name of Julie Fisher. Now, Julie Fisher's daughter cheered with my wife at Oral Roberts University. You might be saying to yourself, so I don't understand. It was like a brother of a cousin of a third cousin. The point is, this guy was a very successful entrepreneur. This guy's a very successful entrepreneur. He still is a very successful entrepreneur. But Z, much like you, He's he's kind of in my top five of oh, wow. mentor guys. Yeah, cool. And how is it possible that a man would have thousands of railroad cars, uh -huh. multiple daughters, one wife, but he only works, from what I can tell, two to three hours a day? 
It's crazy. How is it possible? That's crazy. How is it possible? How are you guys doing it? How are you doing his, it? Because he worked his butt off years ago. How are you doing it, though? What do you do on a daily basis? Now you got all these companies up in orbit. They're all spinning plates. What are you doing? Well, until you drug What's me next? into this. What are you doing? Until you drug me into this radio show, i.e., podcast. Right. I didn't really do. I did whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> Traveled, had fun. Thought about opening up new business. I've got some new business ideas that I'm getting ready to act on. And by the so, way, now boom, that we boom, are boom. in the top 10 on the business uh, podcast platform consistently, you probably promote those things right here on the show. So anything you want to breathe life into, now we have the platform. Bingo. We're getting closer to our goal, which is to be on the cover of Forbes, Forbes. magazine. Boom. We might have to do another four to five years of podcast before we get there. And but, then once we get there... We're going to drop the mic, then we're going to pick the mic back up and do another show. Exactly. And then we'll frame that, <laughs> we'll and, I'll frame carry, and I'll carry it around with me wherever I go. And then we'll tweet it. So I'll be in Target going, Put on hey, like, uh, did you see that? I'm you see that? Hey. Forbes magazine. Right oh, look, this guy looks a lot like me. me. So, oh, Z, so, I'm excited. Hey. Without any further ado, our exclusive interview with Terry Fisher, who attended our in-person Thrive Time show workshop, and he's the co-founder of Trinity Chemical. Stay tuned. Well, we kind of learned uh, early on that... Um, it's kind of a small world, really, and when you get down to calling clients and, and the people that move chemicals, and eventually we get to, you get a reputation out there. And so we realized early, early on that it, the word will spread if you don't perform. And so we had to literally always keep our word and always follow up and over-deliver. And so by keeping our costs low, we were able to say, grow the business, grow the revenue, and then start providing for our families before we hired our first employee. But the systems worked. I'll tell you one of the really good things about keeping good records. I had a, a client call me up, and they had like 100 cars on, under lease from us. And so they called up, and they said, hey, we need to talk to you about canceling the lease. Oh, okay, well, what's the problem? So the problem was some of the fittings up on top were not performing the way they thought they were, supposed to perform, although they were to industry standards. So this conversation went for a while, uh, back and forth, back and forth, about me trying to solve a problem. Finally, they called me and said, you need to come up here to Kansas City, and we need to sit down and talk about this. Because we're going to cancel on you. We're going to, whatever we have to do. I said, well, okay, I'll come up there. But if you're going to try to cancel, you can tell me that over the phone. But I can tell you from my side of the table, we're not canceling. So we need to figure out how to work this out. Short story is, it was a multi-millions dollars worth of a contract, and by flying up there and listening to their complaint, and really getting down to why they were upset, and then figuring out a solution, saved the account, and we're still doing business with them today. The reason I bring that up is listening to your clients is paramount on helping them know that you understand their side of the table, and that you will work with them. So that's keeping your word, and that's over-delivering, because we had to go back and revigor some of the vows, put different vows on. It cost us some money, but we saved the account. You also avoid dealing with terrorist clients. Like, you try to go out of your way to not deal with psychos, I'm sure, which in our business coaching program might seem crazy to you, but we have probably... You know, we can only work with 160 clients at one time, and so we have people every day reaching out to us in... I don't know, two out of three times, I'll tell Marshall they're not a good fit. Why? Because in the event that you coach somebody who's not coachable, they're going to get mad. And I'm not interested in helping people that are, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to work with somebody who's a difficult human. And so how do you deal with crazy clients? Once you go, we don't want that business. How do you, yeah. how do you deal with that? First, listen to their problems. Listen to them. Explain them as best they can. 
See if that is a reasonable request. If not, you just have to figure out, figure out a way to say, listen, we have an agreement, but we're gonna let you out of that agreement under these certain circumstances. If you'll do this, then we'll work with you, letting you out of the contract. And that usually involves an early termination settlement. But you figure out it's better to kind of softly, right. diplomatically let them vent to you, figure out a way out, and sometimes what they're telling you is not the real issue. They may be having cash flow problems and they're figuring out a way to downsize for a little bit. So their first complaints may not be the real issue. They're out of cash and so yeah. they're gonna complain about yeah. something deal with it all the time, all the time yeah. I deal with this. It's, uh, they're like, oh man, I tell you what, I didn't like the tonality of the person who cut my hair yeah. today. And you're like, uh, okay, okay, yeah. so the, um, I saw your card got declined too. Uh, if we give it, if we go ahead and give you a free haircut credit, do you, is that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, I, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I was actually kind of happy. But it's like they're going to say something that's not the real issue. Yeah. Make, make sense? Yeah. Okay. I got one more. One more, okay. One hot. more hot one. Um, I see Dr. Z do this often. And I see Clay do this often. And I know that the way that you have your life and your business and your faith uh, set up is one of the most important things that a business owner can have, and that's knowing when to not get caught up in the emotion of a business. Mm -hmm. So you grow a business big enough, you're going to have people try to take pieces of it or ride your coattails or try to steal your joy. Write a bad review. Write a bad review. So how do you keep uh, the emotion from getting in the way of the motion of what needs to be done on thousands of customers, thousands of railroad cars, thousands of personal training clients, thousands of home remodeling clients, thousands of, re of thousands of whatever you're dealing with. How do you deal with that? Again, it comes back to just listening to them first. If I can let them vent for just a little bit, and then they get it off their chest, and then I diplomatically, there's some of the some of the guys in our uh, organization that. Uh, they kind of have this reputation that if it's somebody that's really giving us a really hard time, they're going to say, uh, time out, we're going to get Terry on the phone here. Now, for whatever that reason, they don't say, I'm going to get Terry on the phone. They're going to say, we're going to get one of, the, uh, one of the other managers on the phone here, or they'll call me some other name. But I'll get on the phone with them, and I kind of have this... Uh, diplomatic approach to solving the problems because I figured out nobody wins if everybody's once somebody starts yelling then nobody wins so it just escalates so you have to figure out a way for diplomacy to be a part of your business mm. you just can't get mad it's just not worth it for you or the clients and if eventually you're gonna find out they're gonna move on anyway or it's just not worth it or they're not big enough client so move on to a bigger and better deal but you have to remove that sort of emotional side of getting mad at somebody for something that really doesn't really matter all that much. Chup, do you drive a Ford? I actually do. And so if you ha if your Ford was having problems with its battery, yeah. you had a whole fleet of Fords, you had a big problem with your fleet, you had a transmission issue, heat and air systems, where would you take your Ford automobile? I would take it to RC Auto Specialists. Mm. In fact, I'm going to do that here in the next week or so. Really? I am. And it's not just because they're paying us. It's, it's, uh, it's because there's there's that's two-thirds of the reason. There's something wrong with the front end of my truck, and I want an honest mechanic to look at it. RCAutoSpecialists.com. That's RCAutoSpecialists.com. 
No negative emotion, cause that's what business is. Always dominate, cause I got five kids. I will not lose, I don't break but bruise. They can talk about me, I can take that abuse. Here is the truth, while they make that excuse. I'll be up grinding, cause the scoreboard's the truth. He is my mentor, like my Yoda dude. He showed me the force like I was a young loser. See, on today's show, we are we are we have a we had a rare opportunity to interview Terry Fisher, who attended our conference. Uh, but he was a, a mentor of mine and is a mentor of mine. He's a guy who started Trinity Chemical, the co-founder of Trinity Chemical. And I did not expect him to attend the workshop. You never who's, you never know who's going to buy a ticket or who listens to the show. But he loves the show. He bought a ticket, came to the workshop with his daughter from Manhattan. Had a great time attending the event. I thought to myself. He's really, really smart and definitely the smartest guy in the room that I know of right now. So I should probably have him speak. And Pretty so sharp. in just a moment, sharp. we're going to go into our audio. We, we interviewed him at the workshop. We've recorded it, and I want to play it for all the listeners so they can be mentored by Terry Fisher, the oh, co-founder yeah. of Trinity Chemical. But one of the things he's talking about during this particular audio excerpt is not letting things irritate you, not letting things just frustrate you and take your joy and so I want to I want to get your take on this. When somebody files unemployment against you, what do you do? Smile. Okay, smile. Step one, smile. A smile, smile. Got it. Step one, I'm smiling. Step two, smile. I do forget about it. Now, I know people that will fight those things tooth and nail. They'll fight them. The threshold here in Oklahoma, we're an at-will state here in Oklahoma. That means if you don't have a written contract, you can fire somebody for any reason you want to. At will. At will. But okay. if you, any event you but, lost. But it, now here's the deal. Here's the deal. If you can prove that they were maliciously destroying your company, yep. then you can keep them from getting unemployment. Right. But that is a high threshold. And you got to understand that the person who just helped them fill out the application is probably making 12 bucks an hour themselves and wants to stick it to the man themselves. Right. And so. You know, you're you're kind of up against it. Now, I've known people that have written and gotten attorneys and and affidavits, and I mean, they have just they have worked, 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 and they get it. The, the The unemployment's gone. But I'm like, how much joy? How much time? How much is your life worth? You know. And so for me, it's kind of like I always kind of liked it when I fired someone, and if they filed unemployment, they always felt like they got the last little oomph. Oh, that's a oomph. oomph. A little oomph. oomph. And I just, you know what? I just, just like water off a duck. Just don't worry about it. You get a bug. Have you, you ever seen a duck in the rain? They're not wet. It's just because it just rolls right off of them. You and Terry Fishers are the master of that meta mindset. So now that any further ado, our exclusive interview with the co-founder of Trinity Chemical, Terry Fisher. You have to remove that sort of emotional side of getting mad at somebody for something that really doesn't really matter all that much. Is that helpful for anybody? Is that helpful? Is that helpful? So we're going to do... Yes, you have a question for Terry? The, uh, what we're going to do here is... You have a question? Yeah. How did you get started creating systems? question is, how did you get started creating systems? How do you get over the paralysis by analysis? How do you get over the paralysis from an, by analysis? Well, you, you mentioned making the telephone calls. That, that was it. Really, you just have to make enough calls to where the rejection doesn't bother you anymore. You're calling them up. I need to talk to whoever's in charge. Literally, when we were calling, we didn't. Re I tell you, really, no, one really <laughs> funny story. When we first start, got our, got in. We were in trucking business first. We had trucks running 24/7 all over the 
country and, and it, it was nightmarish you know, because you know, the drivers and trucks and on time and it was cutthroat and we're like <clears throat> we can't do this anymore so we eventually hit on the idea that we would experiment with rail but we knew zero about rail nothing so we went over to the Burlington Northern Yard because we knew they had a big rail yard out here and we just went in and asked if we could talk to somebody they said yeah what do you need to talk about we said well, we don't really know um, they go oh well there happened to be a lady there that had worked for the railroad for like 50 years. So we, we, she wasn't doing much, so we said, oh, how about you? Can we talk to you for a minute? She said, sure. So we asked a few questions like, um, these cars that are going by here, you know, where are they going? And she's like, well, they go down this hill and they switch over to this track and that track. And who do they belong to? Uh, they're going to different companies. Well, who owns them? Uh, well, we, uh, you can tell by the initials and so forth. And after a, a few questions, 10 questions, she said, you guys really don't know a whole lot about Rail D. And we said, we really don't. We know barely the difference between come here and sick them. And she started laughing. She goes, you, why, why do you want to know? And we said, well, we're thinking about maybe we could use some rail cars to do some business. And she said, I'll tell you what you'll do. If you'll come over to here once a week, and bring me a Whataburger and a Coke and some fries. I'll sit down with you and we'll have lunch and you can ask me any question you want. And I'll tell you the questions that you didn't ask, but you should be asking. This is what you should be saying, but you're not. So you don't even know enough to, write, to ask the right questions. I mean, that's us. That is us right there. We're coming. So every week for two months, we went over there with Whataburger. And we sat down and we learned, oh, that's why you do that. And then that. you document it as you learn yeah. it. So as you learn it, you don't even make all your systems at one time. As you find what works, you document that. And what's neat about our system is we already have probably 1,000 downloadables that are already documented. So you can use pretty much all of them for your company. You know, like for your business, I mean, you can just copy most of the, the systems there. What we're going to do, though, is let we're going to... Let me say one yeah, go question. For it. Yeah. One more question, here. I want to tell you a quick story about why it's so important for each of you in your own business to keep learning because you're never the smartest guy in your business, never. There's always somebody smarter than you in your business. That I've never run anybody in my industry that thinks they know 100% of everything about the rail car business. We learned early on that no one, no company, has every car that's ever needed at the right time, at the right place, sitting idle, doing nothing, waiting for us to, for them to call us and say, hey, I heard you had this car here. It's the perfect car for me, perfect price, perfect timing, perfect everything. No one does that, no one has that. And that I guarantee you that's the same in your business. Nobody in your business knows 100% of everything about your industry. You're just, you, could, you will be just as smart, but you have to keep learning. So along those lines about being a lifelong learner, I would encourage whatever business you're in, that whether it's dog training or whether it's uh, fitness world, you need to keep on the idea of reading these books that he's telling you about, reading about the systems, trying them out, experiment, keep moving, keep doing, keep calling. In the very beginning, you asked about how we started in the very beginning, we had a very simple sheet of a call list. Every call we made, we wrote down the date, the time, the company, the contact name, and what happened. So it was, we had these little things out there. Left message for him to call back. That was like, we saw that a million times. Left a message, left a message. Finally got a hold of him. So we had hundreds and thousands of those call sheets until we finally had started getting some success. But it's calling and documenting every call all the time and always learning. Always, always reading, learning about your business. 
Uh, Terry's going to be here today during lunch. He and his daughter will be here. So if you want to interrogate him, uh, I would. he's just an absolute source of wisdom. Let's hear it for Terry Fisher, everybody. Thank you, Terry. Okay. Appreciate it. Um, Oh, Z, an incredible interview incredible with interview. Terry Fisher. If you're there listening right now, you're in your car, you're driving around listening to the podcast, go check out Trinity Chemical. Check out their, check out their website. It's Trinity Chemical. I'm probably 99.97% sure that you will not be able to hire them, and you will have absolutely no need for their services. <laughs> but, but if you do want to uh, lease a railroad car to, ha to haul your hazardous chemicals, that's your company. But there again, Z, that's a niche. It's one, just one niche. Z, talk to me about the importance of staying in your lane and staying with one niche until you become dominant. I, I find that kind of crazy. I'll be talking to a person who started a business, and it really doesn't have traction yet. I mean, they're, they're, they're going, they're going. The next thing you know, they're talking about doing all these other vertical integrated things within, the own, within that business. Okay, come on now. And, and it just makes me a little crazy at times well, because I want to say, listen, own the space you're in, own that, make a good living doing it. And then whenever you've conquered it and you're not having to show up every day, you're not having to work the cash register, you're not having to do everything yourself and you actually can now work on the business and not in the business. Now's the time. Now's the time you can start thinking about when you can, Hello. when you can get the pebble from my hand. How long were you in oh. the optometry industry before move on to other? Before industry? I could get the pebble. How young, long were young you? Grasshopper. How long? I fought for How that long pebble. is a Chinese man? I fought for that pebble many, many days. Eight years. Many days. How long before you moved to different industry? Oh, about. About eight years, nine years. Eight years. Eight years. You obviously not embrace opportunity. I finally... Eight long years. I finally figured out the trick to get the pebble. My son. You hit the bottom of his hand and it fall out. <laughs> bottom of hand. And then you can pick it off ground. But you, you stayed in the same industry for eight years before yeah. you went into a different one. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Be fruitful, then multiply. Boom, wow. boom, hey, ooh, hey now. Thrive Nation, we transcribe each and every show. We put it on the podcast. We put it on the show notes That's at right. thrivetimeshow.com. So if you want to find today's show notes in all show notes archived and transcribed via endquote.net. We use endquote.net to transcribe all of our podcasts. Go to thrivetimeshow.com today. And Z, at thrivetimeshow.com, you can find podcasts, one-on-one -on -one oh. business coaching, yep. conferences, thousands of videos. And we like to end this show with a three, two, and a one. So here we go. Three, three two, two, one. one. Boom! Boom.